name is Ryan Miner. I am your host of a Minor Detail Radio podcast, where the minor details of every story matter. Each week, I talk to Maryland newsmakers, from elected officials, journalists, political candidates, to policy wonks, and everyday Marylanders. A Minor Detail podcast is the fusion between Maryland news and politics. Real people, real stories, honest conversation. You can also follow us on the web at aminordetail.com. Sit back, relax, and have fun. Happy Sunday, everybody. My name is Ryan Miner, and you're listening to a Minor Detail radio podcast. Glad to have you. It has been a, it's been a world week of, of news, of excitement, a lot happening on the national side be, between the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, and, well, that pretty much dominated the entire news cycle. But thankfully, you've had enough of that on all the major cable news and network news. And instead, we're going to have a little bit more dialed back conversation than the United States Supreme Court and a justice's uh, experiences back in the summer of 1982. Um, instead, I am going to have uh, my friend, uh, someone whom I've known for quite some time. His name is Peter Perini. He is from the city of Hagerstown. He lives there and he is running for the Maryland House of Delegates and District 2B going to he is with us now and so tonight we're going to talk about his candidacy we're going to talk about some hagerstown issues and then um at about 10 o'clock we'll wrap it up so let me go ahead and introduce peter perini peter nice to say nice to have you on this evening thanks ryan thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here yeah um i i've always been fascinated that uh i think this is a, a year of um uh, it's an important year for uh, people who are running for office um, fundamentally at the national level and then, of course, here uh, on the state level. And you, of all people, know better than anybody about state politics. You've been for quite some time. Um, you've been involved in, in politics for quite some time. And not only that, you've been very active inside of the Hagerstown and Washington County community for really most of your adult life. Um, you you go way back. Um, I grew up in Hagerstown. You grew up in Hagerstown, and so it's it, this this race seems very personal for the two B. I know all the players. I know uh, the issues pretty much in in the city of Hagerstown, and I uh, it's it's still home to me. Even though I live in Montgomery County, Hagerstown will always be my home. And so we'll just start at the beginning, Peter. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's kind of funny because I told my mom that I was I was interviewing you, and she's like, "Oh, Peter," um, and she's like, "Well, I, you know, when I went to Garetti, she's like, I, of course we all knew the Perinis." Um, so, <laughs> you, sure, your your last name is synonymous with with Hagerstown. People know you; they know your family, and you've been involved in the community for quite some time. So, we'll start at the very beginning. You were born and raised um, in Washington County. Is that correct? Well, born in Aberdeen, Maryland, um, at the Aberdeen Proving, uh, Proving Grounds, and uh, my father was in the Army at the time, and 
when I was about one, uh, he moved to his family, that would be my mother and I and him, to uh, Hagerstown, uh, where he took a job and we started a new life. As a matter of fact, uh, um, my mom tells the story that, uh, or tells me that um, uh, our first house in, in our first home in um, in Hagerstown was right on Woodland, Woodland Way, right behind uh-huh. right behind North Hagerstown High School. Um, it was a, a rental, of course, um, but uh, that was my uh, introduction to Hagerstown on Woodland Way. Well, I, I grew up on a street called Dunurban Drive, and it's right across from the city park. And yep. we lived in a rental, and it was I moved in there when I was about four or five years old and used to ride my bike to the city park. And when you – and if you remember, you remember um, the um, – what was the ice cream shop there on Guilford Avenue? Was it Superior Dairy? I don't think it's in existence yeah. anymore. I think they shut it yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a, one of the best ice cream shops in, in Hagerstown, Washington County. And so I used to ride my bike down there. It's a great little neighborhood, and it's it's always been working class, and that's kind of reminiscent of my background as as was yours. Uh, your dad was uh, he got into he was a builder, and your dad Dominique, of course, he has since passed. Um, I believe it was in two thousand and mm-hmm. was it thirteen, Peter, or fourteen? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, fourteen. Your dad was yeah. he was very well known, and your family has contributed quite a bit to the Washington County community. And when you decided to, to, to work in the community, what was your goal? What did you want to accomplish? What did you hope to, to give back to the city of Hagerstown in Washington County? Well, Ryan, that, that's a good question because, you know, I think when, um, when, when kids are coming out of college, um, they may or may not have those lofty thoughts and goals in mind. Um, I certainly uh, was looking forward to giving back in the way of uh, building, you know, in construction, building new buildings, bringing new businesses and so forth. You see, um, um, I, I, uh, I went on, when I went on to college, um, I studied civil engineering um, because my father was in the construction business, and I actually have a, a master's degree of civil engineering from the University of Maryland College Park. And um, so I, I just dove, dove straight in, um, and we built some great uh, great projects in, in the Washington County area and the Hagerstown area. Um, one of my first was the uh, social services uh, building rehabilitation, which is still on uh, – they're still there on um, – uh, North Potomac Street, but I worked on the the um, was the project manager for the um, uh, Washington County Airport uh, Regional Terminal. Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid the the airport terminal used to be in the in the in the maintenance building over on the other side of the airport, yeah. and there was just this little counter you went in, and then uh, the, the county built um, a really nice uh, airport terminal. Uh, on the south side of the runway, and uh, that was a pretty exp- extensive project. Um, you know, we, we worked hard to bring uh, city uh, to Hagerstown, um, and, and, and our company built uh, all three of the buildings that are now the, the Citibank complex there. Um, but it was more than just building a building. We were involved in um, uh, 
in actually changing the um, the Maryland legislation because back then um, uh, national banks were not allowed to do uh, uh, you know retail banking in the state of Maryland, and so the the laws had to be changed so the city would come to Maryland and bring their credit card operations. So there's a couple of small examples of well not small but a couple of examples of of projects that uh, not only were we building, but we were we were intimately involved with to help with uh, the economic development of, of of the greater Hagerstown area. Uh, we've gone through a lot in Hagerstown, I'd say, over the last 30 years. I was born in 85, and the community's changed quite a bit since I was growing up. And I would say for the better, there's many community organizations that we both know and love, um, including the Hagerstown Rotary Club or the Rotary Club, Rotary Club of Hagerstown. The uh, Leadership Washington County is another organization that I think really has placed people in opportunities. Um, the Greater Hagerstown Committee, Committee, the United Way of Washington County, um, Maryland Theater is another, and the city is a, a unique place. It's People call Hagerstown Western Maryland, and I, I think to an extent it is, but I, I, I think of Western Maryland as Hagerstown, anything Hagerstown and West, and people often have tried to compare the city of Hagerstown to the city of Frederick, and then they, then they immediately and inevitably pause. We're not quite there yet, but I shift the focus to say, well, we don't necessarily want to be Frederick. We want to be Hagerstown. Because we have our own identity, and I say we, I still sort of identify as a Hagerstonian, but Hagerstown has its own unique identity. It's based on community, family, we have good schools, and there's a lot of interesting things to do inside of the city of Hagerstown, and outside, of course. But, you know, Hagerstown has its own set of issues, and um, I don't want to say struggles, but there there's some issues that we all have to tackle as a community to work together to to solve those and we'll get into that in the second half of the show but uh-huh. i think it's fascinating when candidates like yourself who have experience in business who understand making payroll who understand bottom line and bottom lines and who can go down to annapolis and say hey i can use my experience as a businessman um, and what I understand about finance and apply that when when taking a look, of course, at the state budget inside of committee. And you have experience managing budgets and contracts and uh, taxpayer dollars. And you've done all of this. How will that make you in a more effective state representative, Peter? Well, that's a good question, Ryan, because uh... Uh, somebody was telling me the other day, how do these legislators do this? Um, there's anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000 pieces of, of uh, legislation that, that go through the system every, every year in the 90-day session uh, from mid-January to mid-April. Um, and, you know, not every legislator can be an expert on every issue. Um, and if they pretend to be, then they're just fooling themselves. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. You can take the it 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 takes it it takes a person's background and and their experience and what they've learned in their lives to uh, apply that and to to the to the concept of um, reviewing the legislation, trying to understand the legislation, trying to make sure it's the best legislation it can possibly be, 
and and uh, all of those um, all of the uh, opportunities I've had to serve our community uh, will really serve me well. And you mentioned a few, um, and ironically, almost every one that you mentioned, um, I've been involved with. Um, you know, I've been a, a member of, of the uh, Hagerstown Rotary uh, as an example of civic club um, for it was about uh, 15 years, and I rose to the level of president of the Rotary in 2000 and 2001. Um, but you know, it didn't end there. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a current um, longtime member of Greater Hagerstown Committee, and and, and still am. Served on the executive committee there for uh, about a dozen years, um, and uh, you know these are people who, uh, mostly uh, business people who who are in the community and and want to make our community better, and are always looking for ways to, um, you know, to try to find solutions to problems. Um, Leadership Washington County is another great example. Back when back when I went through the program, it was called Leadership Hagerstown. Uh, I was actually in the in class number three, so it was a class of 1990. Um, so it was a young organization then. Uh, so that you know they're, they're, they've they've grown quite a bit and, and matured over the years. Um, but it was a great learning experience. Um, it, it was all about learning about what was going on in the community, so that up and coming leaders could um, uh, then apply what they've learned as, as they are then themselves making decisions. I actually went on um, uh, about a dozen years later I, in 2003, uh, I went on to, um, to uh, be a member of Leadership Maryland. Uh, I took the uh, Leadership Maryland program and was in the class of 2003. By the way, Ryan, I don't know if you know this story, but um, it was uh, – at the inaugural uh, Leadership Hagerstown uh, gathering of the class of 1990, when I saw this beautiful young woman across the across the room, and I thought <laughs> I have to go talk to her, and uh, uh, her 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 name is uh, Cynthia, and uh, as you probably have guessed and know the rest of the story, uh, we met, we we dated during the program. Um, about a year later, I proposed, and we've been uh, married uh, and have uh, um, a, a wonderful family. So um, Leadership Hagerstown actually holds a, a special place in my heart, uh, if nothing else, because of that. Um, but, you know, these are all great programs. Um, the United Way is incredibly important to our community. Um, I served as the chair of the United Way campaign a few years ago with my friend Jim Fakeholt, who at the time was the uh, president of, uh, of Potomac Edison. And, uh, and we raised, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, a record, uh, a record amount for the United Way. Um, and, you know, all of these uh, programs are, are things that every little piece kind of builds a person's character and gives them the opportunity to be able to apply what they've learned, um, you know, throughout their lives. And in the case of being a legislature, legislator, um, it means that uh, hopefully being able to make uh, good decisions um, on on bills, and and not only bills that affect the entire state, but obviously the bills, especially that affect you know the home district uh, of Hagerstown. Currently, um, I'm also the 
chairman of the board of the University System of Maryland at Hagerstown. So for those who may be listening who aren't familiar with USMH, uh, the University System in Maryland has two uh, regional centers, one in Shady Grove and one in Hagerstown, where all of the uh, universities that come under the system umbrella can uh, host programs and have um, uh, you know have classes and, and confer degrees um, and I think there are seven now uh, soon to be eight uh, um, universities that uh, that uh, provide uh, degrees through the University System of Maryland at Hagerstown, and I'm honored to be the chairman of the board of that program as we are working to help folks right here in Hagerstown um, get their degree, their advanced degree, um, either either their uh, um, bachelor's degree or their master's programs, and there are actually doctorate programs at USMH as well. So a lot of good things happening in Hagerstown. Um, and you know, I'm pleased to have been for the, as you said, all of my adult life, be part of that, but also continuing every day. Well, I could talk for an hour about the process of bringing uh, the University Systems of Maryland to the downtown Hagerstown area, and I think you and I both would agree that that project alone has fundamentally transformed the downtown Hagerstown area, especially the area around the square. That education. In any city, in any major city, making education a hub of the community is how vibrant communities grow. And that project was so important. It is so important to the future of the community. We want people to to go to school in Hagerstown. We want people to get a great education there. And we want people to return and become incubators of technology, to become – artists to become musicians and to become um, people involved in business and entrepreneurs, that, pro- that program alone in, in the city of Hagerstown, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. And we can talk more about that because it was quite a process getting it into mm-hmm. the city of Hagerstown. And I, there's so many people, I don't, I don't want to name uh, everybody involved in that because there's about 20 people and I would probably forget <laughs> yeah. some, but um, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it's, it's certainly a worthwhile Project well, I will then. tell you. Uh, let me tell you a little personal story that's probably not well, Please. you know, well known uh, in that regard. Um, so prior to uh, the University System of Maryland uh, looking to start a new center in Hagerstown, uh, Frostburg, Frostburg State University, already had classrooms in Hagerstown, and they are actually in. Uh, and a building that, that our family owned on the square called the town center building. Um, and, um, it was a little bit, uh, actually it was a lot of personal sacrifice, uh, on our part, um, as we were advocating that they bring the center down because we knew that what they were going to do is build a new building, or at least, you know, they renovated the, um, the building down, down the street um into a beautiful building by the way and it's it's perfect for their uh for their use but we knew that we would lose that tenant um we knew that we would lose that opportunity uh with frostburg because then they would kind of get wrapped into the into the center but um but it was for the greater good and it was for uh you know the benefit of hagerstown and what we've seen um in the 
I guess almost 15 years that the the system center has been there, maybe maybe a, f- a little less than that. Um, uh, that yeah. so many students have come through those doors that otherwise may have um, gone away to school, and if they go away to school, as you well know, they go away to school and then they stay away. Uh, and that doesn't help Hagerstown uh, in the long run. So we're thrilled to 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 uh, I'm thrilled to be part of the of the, of the system uh, center at Hagerstown. And 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 it's really important to also remember, uh, Ryan, that um, it's for the bachelor's degree. It's only the set, the third and fourth year. In other words, it's the the other right. half of a four year degree. All of the students that that go through the programs at USMH. Um, also, uh, they start at a community college, usually either Hagerstown Community College or Frostburg, uh, excuse me, uh, Frederick Community College. Um, but they do their, they get their associate's degree, at, at, for example, at HCC, and then they transfer and and start the the, sec- the third and fourth years at uh, to the universities that uh, are are located at USMH. Which means we need a, a healthy and robust and great um, uh, community college as well to make all that work, and and we do. And um, I'm a huge supporter of Hagerstown Community College. My youngest son is a graduate from there, um, and uh, it, he did very well there. And and it was a great opportunity. Um, and it, I think if you talk to almost anybody in Hagerstown. Somewhere, somehow, they're touched by HCC. That's right. That's right. Uh, my mom, dad, myself. Um, I know I took uh, some summer courses there as well. Uh, to and it's costly. Uh, you can get some excellent core classes. Uh, they have some incredibly bright people who teach those courses, and you learn a lot at an affordable rate. And I had a. I had an opportunity to take a few courses there that transferred over that applied directly to my degree program. And in the long run, it saved me money. So there you um, go. It's exactly right. And I think many people in Hagerstown take advantage of HCC and they ultimately go on to a bachelor's degree at the uh, the university system of Maryland of Hagerstown, or they go down to Shady Grove. And incidentally, I'm, you know, had once lived by, both of them. I, I live. Uh, we live pretty close to the Shady Grove uh, location, and I know that several students that who uh, not only live in the area and uh, support all the local businesses, um, but they return and stay in Montgomery County, or in, of course up in Hagerstown as well. I'd uh, love to see some more people um, kind of innovate downtown Hagerstown, and I know they're working on it, and we can talk about that. But that's uh-huh. education is vitally important. Peter, um, on a different subject, you, uh, you've been involved in state politics for quite some time, and for as long as I've known you, you have had some investment in the political process, whether um, a candidate yourself, you had run before um, for the House of Delegates, um, I believe in 2002, and then we won't talk about that 2014 school board race because I, I was part of that. That was, uh, <laughs> that was some interesting <laughs> That was some interesting times yeah. for for all of us involved. Um, you, uh, yeah. I came up short, and you were you were you were right on the cusp of of, of earning the seat. And it's uh, it's amazing how things uh, 
you know, transpire and, and work out. But, uh, I, everything I, happens for a reason, Ryan, everything happens. I, for a reason. I believe that. And so shortly after the school board race, I started this show and people were like, Oh no, what is he going to say? And I, I really just wanted to have a community conversation to talk about issues and to get interesting people on and just do a podcast. Cause I think it's fascinating to do it. And I have a lot of fun. It's something that I, uh, I take very seriously. And you're so. doing a great job at it because um, uh, it it takes um, there, you know there's there are different levels of journalism and uh, there are only so many uh, column inches in a newspaper. So having folks <laughs> like yourself who can uh, explore the the, the topics uh, a little bit more thoroughly is uh, is appreciated. So thank you for what you do. Well, I appreciate that. I, I like having just discussions about my community, and Hagerstown will always be my home. I, my great-grandparents were born in Hagerstown, grandparents. Um, it's, it's where I will always consider it my home, and I care about the community, and I care about its leadership. So um, you have been involved but in But as you said, well, let me just say, camp. as you said, you know, I've yeah. been involved with state politics for, for a long time, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the fundamental reason for that. Um, uh, everybody needs to do their part when it comes to um, making sure that the, the, you know, your own community thrives. And in my case, it's Hagerstown. And as I said, I was, uh, you know, came here when I was one and, and, and lived on Woodland Way and in a couple other places. Eventually, uh, my, my parents settled um, about uh, a mile outside of the city limits, but um, but still in, certainly within the greater Hagerstown area, and and we always we all want our community to be as as best as it can be, um, whether you live in Hagerstown or Gaithersburg or anywhere else, and um, and and that's why when I got into you know came into adulthood. Um, and I'm looking around, and I'm saying, well, how does how does this stuff work? Uh, I realized that you know, if if you're not involved in the process, then you don't have a say, and you don't uh, you really you really are not allowed to complain either. So, you know, I I, I just started working and getting to know uh, uh, le- local legislators, uh, but also legislators uh, around the uh, around from around the state. Um, and uh, became good friends with with many. Um, uh, one person who kind of took me under his wing when I was uh, kind of a novice in in um, in politics was uh, Cass Taylor. You remember may remember that Cass was the Speaker of the House, oh, but yeah, also a Western Marylander uh, from from Cumberland, from and. Cumberland, yeah. um, wanted to wanted to you know help me help my community as a western Maryland community um and i would spend a lot of time going down to annapolis you know advocating for for issues on behalf of my community just as a community member as a community leader not not because it was a job not because i got paid to do it because it was the right thing to do for the community. And the more I did that, the more, you know, I got to know uh, folks in Annapolis and, 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 you know, over the years, uh, different governors, um, uh, over the years, different speakers of the house and 
well, there's only been one president of the Senate <laughs> in my lifetime, so <laughs> yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah, we love you, Mike. Uh, but um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's 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 been a, it's been a great experience, um, and 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 we'll we'll talk politics, I guess, maybe in, in a few minutes. But you know, some folks have have mentioned to me because I you know I have a lot of endorsements in this campaign. And they said, wow, you have a lot of endorsements. And I said, well, first of all, I have every one of those in writing because um, that's important yeah. to me. Uh, I'm a stickler for making sure that, uh, that uh, you know, I have everyone's permission to use their name. And number two, it's, it's, base, it's, it's the result of 20 or 25 years of working with these folks over that time, some, some more, some less, um, you know, to, to, to help make our community and our state a better place. And uh, I appreciate the fact that they've recognized that and in, in, in turn have, have endorsed me, and, and, and we can talk about that later. But, um, but that's why I've been involved, and, uh, you know, I, I've kind of risen through the ranks, if you will. Um, uh, you know, I, I have served on the, uh, on the Democratic Central Committee in Washington County. Um, the last four years I served as chair um, at the end of that term, I had to step down just prior to the end of the four years because um, you can't be a candidate and, and a chair of the Central Committee at the same time. So uh, I did step down uh, as chair and uh, when I filed. But um, uh, and, and I also served served at the time um, as on the executive committee of the Maryland Democratic Party. Uh, so again. Uh, trying to find ways to to help our community through those um, through those avenues as well um, and that's that's the bottom line and the kind of the common goal in just about everything I've done uh, throughout my life is trying to make uh, Hagerstown a better place and, um, and whether I'm building new buildings or creating new jobs in the senior living and healthcare business or or uh, you know, working with people in Annapolis, and now kind of the ultimate, if you will, is um, is is putting myself out there and 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 running for office to, to kind of take that helping our community really kind of to the next level. Uh, in 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 you know, from my perspective. Well, Peter, looking at the list of endorsements, you have the the who's who of the city of Hagerstown, and I I'm I'm just looking at your website and. I, I know virtually every person um, on this uh, or have interacted personally myself, um, you know, former Hagerstown Mayor Dave Geisberg, Penny, former city councilman Penny Nye, Bill Breckner, um, Al Martin, um, yeah, uh, someone that you know well, Herb Harding, <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, Paul Bailey, Wayne Ridenour, um, Art Schneider. I mean, I, all these guys, these are, these are solid people. And I believe you have the entire – uh, Maryland congressional delegation, except for one, which you know, well, I don't know if say Andy... the entire Maryland Democratic congressional delegation. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. and Inclu- I know them all, and they and they know me, and they know what I stand for. And um, uh, now, obviously, I've worked for with some more than others. Um, uh, probably. Uh, on on the congressional side, uh, uh, Steny Hoyer would be uh, the 
person I would say, the, the congressman I say I've worked closest with on issues, even though he's not my direct congressman, because he's been in office longer than, uh, for example, than John Delaney was. But when John Delaney got elected, um, you know, he and I have worked together on several things. Um, as a matter of fact, you'll notice um, in the order of things, um, John Delaney is, is, is kind of at, at the beginning, which is the bottom of the list, if you're looking on the website. The, 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 it goes from the most recent to the, to the earliest endorsement. So John Delaney was one of the first ones out of the gate to say, of course, yeah, absolutely, We're gonna, I'm going to endorse Peter. He's, he's my guy for this job, uh, as did Ben Cardin. I mean, he was, uh, he was, uh, he, you know, he was one of the first people um, – uh, you know, in consultation and in in working on uh, uh, planning to run, and he said, "Whatever you need, I'm there for you." So, oh. um, I really appreciated that. Well, I see I see all their photographs, and if, if for those listening, check out Peter's website to learn more about his candidacy and platform, and um, his about page as well at peterperini.org, and then there's an endorsements tab that you can click on that will show uh, who has endorsed Peter so far. Okay, Peter, um, down to some nitty and gritty to the politics. You're running as a Democrat, um, and prior to the the seat, District 2B has a a unique history. Um, And for for quite some time, I believe, beginning back in the 90s, um, former Delegate John Donahue was uh, the the Democratic representative for District 2B, um, I believe since it was 90, was it 90? I believe I think, it was I 90. Think he, was, uh, he was the delegate for 24 years, if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, so, of course, it yeah, wasn't that, always called 2B, and that trips people up sometimes because <laughs> in, the, uh, in the previous redistricting, um, uh, we had three single member districts and, and it was changed to Washington district two, which, you know, senatorial district two was changed to have one two member district and a single member district. So before we had two, a two B and two C and the Hagerstown yeah. district was two C. That's right. And then after the redistricting in 2010, um, the, it, it, there was only 2A and 2B, so City of Hagerstown District became 2B. So um, it trips some people up because when they go back and look at the history and they look at 2B prior to that redistricting, um, then they're seeing other <laughs> other delegates that represented other parts of Washington County, right. and uh, so you have to you have to do so. I'm, but I'm sure you've 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 looked at that. Um, so he started as the delegate in 2C and then was the delegate through 2014. That's right. And John Donahue was defeated back in 2014 by now Judge Brett Wilson. Brett Wilson was appointed earlier – I'm sorry, last year um, – to a judgeship in Hagerstown on, I believe it's the Washington County Circuit Court bench. Governor Hogan uh-huh. appointed Delegate Wilson at the time, who is now Judge Wilson. And because it's a, it was in the Republican hands, the Republican Central Committee then was tasked to fill the seat with a Republican. That's, that's state law. That's the process. So 
three candidates applied, and out of the three, uh, the, the person chosen to fill the seat is now your opponent, um, former Hagerstown City Councilman, uh, Republican Paul Quarterman. And Paul Quarterman uh, went to session uh, this, this last year. It was his first session, and he announced almost immediately in December that he was running he would he would run for for election in 2018, and so you and Paul have been. Uh, I don't know if you've debated yet or have um, just have sat down and and I guess at a forum uh, per se to to have a discussion about your issues, similarities, differences. Uh, but um, I don't know if they're going to have that. Maybe the chamber will have something like that. I don't know. The chamber's having a, a countywide senatorial and delegate forum. Um, in October, yes. So District 2B, it encompasses uh, the city, mostly the city of Hangerstown. And it's the city of Hangerstown is a Democratic area. And we know that it, the, the voter registration um, is obviously more Democrats than there are Republicans. However, I, I would say to, to put a, an asterisk next to that is that it's – it can go really. It can go either way. I mean, Brett Wilson was a formidable candidate, and I, I would say that it's it's sort of a bipartisan district. Um, I think it's a it's a district that cares about issues rather than politics. That's what I was trying to say. I think it's a district that truly cares more. So it, it, it's immaterial to the district if you're a Democrat or Republican, as long as you speak to the issues. Now it's a Democratic year. Um, at the top of the ticket, we have Ben Jealous, and we know that Ben Jealous up in Western Maryland. I, I don't know how he's going to play, um, but where do you where do you come down on on uh, Mr. Jealous, Peter? Well, to be quite honest with you, I really don't because I'm not running for governor, and he's not running for delegate. I am right. really just focused on on my race and. Um, and running to represent the the people of Hagerstown and Annapolis, um, I'm happy to work with whoever gets elected um, as governor to make sure we can do the best we can for Hagerstown. I'm not I I haven't even paid attention to that race at all. I'm really just focused on my race. No, it's, I mean fair fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I think that. Um, you know the polls clearly indicate that Governor Hogan is leading Ben Jealous by anywhere between 15 and 22 points, and I know I Governor know. Hogan has Governor Hogan has spent some time up, actually a lot of time up in the city of Hagerstown. Um, ben Jealous has spent some time up there as well visiting. Um, so you know that, but you have. I'm looking at the list of people who have come out to support you. You've, you've got a lot of people who are what I consider the core Marylanders, people who are Maryland to the core, who are at the MAKO events, are at the major Maryland events. And, you know, someone like myself who gets around the state travels and, you know, you and I were both at, I think, actually you weren't there this year, but you typically go to Tall's, the Crab Fest. These are people that I see. Right all over the place right. that have really yeah. invested a lot of time into the, the, the state. So, and that's important. Um, but looking at the, the politics of this race, people are concerned about 
three big issues, I would say, in the city of Hagerstown, at least from my perspective. And you talk about them on your website. One is the opioid crisis that is gripping the city, that has, that has taken hold of, of or, 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 uh, rural areas like Hagerstown, and it's affected uh-huh. really the entire state. But the city of Hagerstown has been, has been tackling this issue um, in a community way. And I, I, I want to give a lot of credit to Emily Keller, who's on the city council. She's done a great job. And, you know, if, if she's yes. your partner in this, I think you would have a solid partner with Emily Keller, Peter. I really uh-huh. do. Um, well, as a and matter of fact, also... it's interesting you use that term, Ryan, because um, uh, one of the other people I consulted uh, before announcing was Councilwoman Keller, um, who is a freshman councilman, a councilwoman. Um, so uh, she, everything she's done, she's she's done in, in, in less than two years, and um, uh, which is pretty amazing in itself. But uh, I, I did I did consult with her early, and I said, and I told her, I said, I want to be your partner in Annapolis. I want I want to to help bring to you on the city council the resources you're going to need to to fight this epidemic. Uh, that, as you said, is gripping our, our community. Um, so absolutely, and, and we are in lockstep when it comes to uh, dealing with this uh, opioid crisis. They've made some steps already. Um, you may know that uh, the city has um, joined the lawsuit uh, fi- um, uh, filed against the um, pharmaceutical firms that manufacture right. some of the uh, opi- opioid ma- drugs that uh, that have become the scourge of of our community. Um, uh, you know, last year um, Governor Hogan signed a bill passed by the legislature, or not last year, last session, um, that um, uh, that changed the way that uh, um, that opioids can be prescribed in Maryland. Uh, which was a, a very good first step. Um, uh, Emily has Emily and, and, and Ke- Emily Keller and Vicki Sterling. Vicki works at the uh, health department, and as, lo- as well as um, our Washington County Sheriff Doug Mullendore came together and formed an education and awareness uh, program called Washington Goes Purple. Washington meaning Washington County. Washington Goes Purple is a uh, has been a great uh, success here in the month of September uh, to to help raise the awareness um, of the of the opioid crisis and and how incredibly multifaceted it is. It's not just uh, okay this person went out and and bought some drugs and and then you know then they got you know overdosed or or abusing the drugs or whatever there are tons of different stories of how people got addicted um there are uh, several mechanisms by which people find these medications and some of them are just going to multiple doctors and that's one of the examples in the uh, legislation i think uh, where um where now there has to be a database, so you can't go doctor shopping and and just keep going from doctor to doctor. Um, 
but there's so many different parts of this. And then, you know, it's really a disease. Once you get addicted, it's really a disease. Uh, David Washington, who, who's also at the health department, uh, put, does a, a great presentation that everybody should see, and it actually shows um, the brain patterns of a person who's addicted to opioids and, and what it does. And basically it takes over your, your, your brain and, and makes your brain think about uh, trying to get those, those uh, uh, you know, right. the next hit or whatever. Um, just, just like you and I think about, okay, we need to have our next meal or we need to have a, a drink of water or something. Um, and it, it really is a, a huge issue. It's a multifaceted issue. There's not one silver bullet that's gonna that, that's gonna take care of it. So that's why I'm partnering with Emily and 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 pledge to work with her going forward uh, as delegate to make sure that we are doing anything and everything we can to bring the the, the resources. You know, whether it's minds, money, or, or other resources, back to Hagerstown. Um, to to combat this issue and 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 it's tied in and I know you're going to talk about you know you said there's three big issues I actually have four issues and all these things are are inter intertwined and we'll talk about that as we go forward. Well, the other the other few are jobs and economic development and um, education. I mean that's that's it. I, and I mean not to say that's it. You will work on as a state delegate. Um, you will work on a number of issues but that is what Hagerstown is concerned about and Peter I know you have been out and very active on the campaign trail I know that your opponent has so I'm sure that you hear this frequently from people that you see and talk to at various community events and they say all right Perini tell us tell us what makes you a better uh, what makes you a better representative a better choice the best choice for District 2B, you know, if it came down between you and Quarterman, what would make you the best choice? And what's, what's your response to that? Well, I think a, a, good, a big part of my response is actually what you and I talked about earlier in the show here, which is my experience, my background, you know, everything I've learned in my adult life, whether it's through business or through working with, uh, you know, charitable organizations, working with government at all levels, and an understanding what the issues are. I'll give you a small example. The fourth one, by the way, that I would add to that list uh, of opioids, jobs, you know, economic development, uh, uh, education, I would add health care, and, and specifically within healthcare, prescription medications uh, and the cost of prescriptions, uh, that people can't afford their prescriptions. Um, and I'll give you an example uh, of my experience. I, at one point in time in my career, um, I was the uh, first vice president. I was first the vice president, and then the CEO of a senior living and healthcare company. And and we had, at any given time, uh, roughly a thousand patients, uh, which meant we were giving three to four to five thousand uh, prescriptions a day. Um, uh, in administering the prescriptions. And um, uh, we paid for all of those medications uh, and then were reimbursed. And so I saw firsthand um, the, the infrastructure uh, that, that 
that is used in the pharmaceutical industry. And I understand how it works, and I understand where the costs are, and I understand where the savings are. So when we talk about, uh, for example, uh, you may have read in the newspaper, uh, because of an unintended consequence of a 2011 Maryland law, um, all of the retired state workers are losing their prescription benefit as of the end of this year. Um, right. It wasn't intended to take it away. It was intended to uh, be rolled under uh, Obamacare, but then there was a little-known uh, – my understanding was there was a little-known little uh, change uh, made to that Obamacare program in the 2018 uh, Trump tax plan uh, law that got passed and signed, and that created this kind of twist to the situation that then took away what the state thought that the state workers would now get through the federal insurance program. And, and um, so I, I want to say, by the way, that I've been assured um, by the leadership in Annapolis that one of the first things that's going to happen in January at the 2019 session is to fix that uh, and make sure that state workers get the prescription benefits that they were promised. Um, but we'll get there, you know, after after the election and after the swearing in. Um, but more, but again, I get, use the prescription, the cost of prescription medications as a small example of something that I'm really familiar with because I dealt with it on a huge scale. We talked about education. Um, you know, uh, the, the, you remember from from when you know you and I were running. Uh, um, in, in, in the discussions we had about the K through 12 education or pre K sure. through 12 education in Washington County, which is doing well but can be better, um, and and a lot of that has to do with the resources that come from the state and county government. Um, you know, I applaud the hard work that 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 the Washington County Public Schools are doing, especially the teachers uh, and the education support personnel, um, and uh, and and. I think I think that you know we need to bring more money back to make sure we're hiring the best teachers that we can you know, for the students. Uh, but that's what I was saying before. All these things are intertwined. Uh, when you talk about the opioid crisis, you know, are what what were some of the what are some of the genesis issues for people that are you know embroiled in this? Was it because they have health care issues, whether it's mental health issues? Or they, uh, I, I know several stories of young athletes who hurt, got hurt as, you know, high school athletes who got hurt and were put on Oxycontin and told, don't worry, it's not addictive. And now, you know, now they're heroin users because they were addicted. They did become addicted. And, and one thing led to another. Um, so getting the right prescriptions, having the right rules about prescriptions tie into the opioid crisis. Uh, having jobs, there are people who, you know, live every day without the 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 personal benefit of having a job to get up and you know be look forward to to to, to have self worth, and and you know if you don't have any self worth, you're willing to do anything to your body to feel better, um, you know. So all these things are intertwined. If we can have better education. Maybe folks are going to be able to find job, better jobs. 
Um, if they can find better jobs, then they can get a, maybe that company is providing the health care benefits that they don't otherwise have. You, you see how they're all all this starts sure. to intertwine. Um, so those are the four big issues that that I talk about. And I will tell you, Ron, I've been knocking on doors in, in Hagerstown since January. And um, that pretty much sums up uh, what people tell me at the door. Um, they want to know what, are, what can be done about more jobs in Hagerstown, not necessarily around Hagerstown. And that's important too. And there are, you know, there are warehouses and there are distribution centers and there are other companies that have, you know, industrial parks around Hagerstown, but you know what? They can't get there. They don't have a car. They don't have a ride. They need to be able to get to their job to have a job. So more jobs in Hagerstown, better jobs in Hagerstown. Um, and those types of things are, are what, you know, constantly I'm hearing at the door. Um, I'm also hearing some of the stuff about, you said at the onset of the uh, of the show here, uh, you, you mentioned about the the week's news is dominated by the Kavanaugh hearings. And, and every week, yeah. you know, there's another issue coming out of Washington that kind of dominates the news cycle. And, and sure, people are regurgitating that back at the door saying, you know, this is crazy. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. And, and we got to fix this. And, and, you know, sometimes I have to remind them I'm not running for president. I'm not running for Congress. <laughs> yeah. I'm running for the Maryland legislature. But the Maryland legislature sometimes is the last line of defense against some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the Trump tax plan, uh, quite frankly, um, is not good for most Marylanders. And the, so the state has to, had to go, step in and, and change some of the tax uh, rules. Um, and it has specifically to do with uh, – you can't write off your what you pay in your state taxes off your federal taxes anymore, and and I know some of that's changed since then, and some of it's been fixed, but that's the kind of stuff that we have to be vigilant of and 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 make sure that we're not harming Marylanders and not harming people in Hagerstown. So, um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm out there every day talking to people, making sure that um, that I understand their issues. So that when I go to Annapolis, uh, I can uh, make effective legislation to help them. Um, it doesn't do any good to sit kind of in an ivory tower and look down and say, well, we think this is a good idea or that's a good idea because some lobbyist told us. No, that's, <laughs> not, that's not how it works. <laughs> like you, we need to, I need to talk to the people on, on, on the street, and uh, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So – we hear the, the concept of bipartisanship and in the context of it's not, there's not enough of it. And Peter, when you go to Annapolis, um, will you're a Democrat and of course your opponent is a Republican. That's the, the standard dichotomy in American, in our American political system as it stands today. And I'm hoping in the future, maybe five, 10, 15 years from now, we'll see more, independence in her political office, which I don't think would be such a bad thing for this this republic that we have. But people want to know, are, are you going to be able to work across the aisle, not necessarily in a partisan way, but in a way with with your friends on the Republican side and in a legislative way to put solid pieces of legislation sure. and 
sometimes sure. skew the politics. That's what people are really craving in sure. especially the Donald Trump years yeah. of the presidency when we see yeah. so much Absolutely. partisanship. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. I mean, I uh, look, the Democrats don't have a monopoly on, on good ideas. Um, you know, the, anybody can come up with a good idea if they put their mind to it. Um, so the, the issue is, is the good idea, you know, is it, is it work within a policy um, that, uh, that makes life better, you know, for our constituents? Um, I, I'll use the example. I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, you know, I've known Andrew Serafini for for decades. Uh, matter of fact, he he went to school with with my wife and uh, and was actually also a student. I think at a school where my father-in-law was the principal or vice principal at the time. Um, so, I mean, we've known him forever, and, uh, you know, I, I just, again, used a small example of, of someone who I know I can work well with uh, across the aisle. Um, you know, Andrew has had some great ideas as, 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 uh, as a state senator. Um, yeah. he's, he's fiscally conservative, which I don't mind at all. Um, and as long as he understands the the social ramifications of of legislation, and 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 is willing to work to to help the people of Hagerstown, um, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. And as I mentioned before, you know, um, Governor Hogan has had legislation. We talked about the piece about the opioid crisis, but there's been other legislation as well, um, as well as uh, you know, putting money in the fiscal budget to. To help the, the 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 downtown projects, the Maryland Theater and the and the addition for the Barbara Ingram School for the Arts. I mean, these are good things. Uh, these are things yeah. I, if I was sitting there at the time, I would have supported. Um, so, yes, the answer to your question is absolutely can can uh, work across the aisle, uh, work in a bipartisan manner. Um, uh, and make sure that uh, that uh, uh, the people of Hagerstown are benefited from the legislation that that, that is created. Yeah. First and foremost, your interests and your concern is for what's best for your individual district, for your particular district. And uh, we are in the midst of some heavy partisanship uh, in in our country, and it's it's nice to see when we can work across the aisle when there's pieces of legislation that we can all champion. And I think that comes down to, you mentioned it many times throughout the show is um, combating the opioid crisis, which is, is, is a major issue in the city of Hagerstown education. Yeah. And we can talk about funding formulas and how much uh, this governor has funded public schools or, you know, the start date, but we all believe in quality public schools and we all believe in, Maintaining our Chesapeake Bay, we want clean water. Um, another big issue that I didn't touch upon um, was fracking. Um, I believe the governor did the right thing by halting that decision. And there's another big issue, Peter, that Potomac pipeline that's going to go across the, uh, the Potomac. I'm sure you, you've heard about that from people who have expressed concerns. Um, I, I have heard about that, um, and and I I will be the first to tell you that I do not have enough information about that project. Uh, on one hand, you have 
regulators and, and a company that says it's safe. On another hand, you have uh, uh, environmental groups that say it's not safe, and I, I'd be quite honest with you, don't have enough information to be able to come down on one side or another. But I want to go back and mention one more thing about the bipartisanship um, and, and, and you know, uh, the, the yes, absolutely answer is firm. Um, but I will also point out, as you mentioned earlier in the show, uh, you know, Hagerstown is a primarily Democrat uh, city. Um, and, you know, and it doesn't hurt. Uh, it won't hurt for me as a, as a delegate to be a Democrat, to be able to be in the leadership, go to the leadership and say, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have an issue and I need your help with it. Um, and so I'm not saying that they don't uh, work across the aisle. They absolutely do, or else there would be nothing happening in Annapolis, like there's nothing happening in Washington. But they do get things done in Annapolis because, the, you know, the leadership does work across the aisle. But it's certainly easier to knock on the door when you're one of their own. And that's a, that's a fair point that you, uh, as a Democrat, would be in the leadership and – uh, that you would be able to to really tackle these issues head on. Not to say that you couldn't in a minority position, but being in the being in the leadership is I, I would have to think is still having the upper hand is just a, a a better role than being in the minority. And I think that would be apply anywhere you go, especially in Congress. Um, so. Peter, I think this is an election where people are really paying attention. 2018, um, I have been following politics for a while, and I've never seen anything quite like the politics of 2018. It's important. It's an important year because I see so many energized women. I see many minorities who are energized and who have uh, followed a candidate or have taken – action and gotten involved in a local political campaign or a, a congressional race, uh, that is vitally important to this democracy that we have and that Absolutely. we all love. And, Absolutely. And, I, and I'm, I'm passionate about people getting involved in politics because we always gripe and complain, well, if you, you didn't vote. or And it's not necessarily that anymore. It's, well, you voted, but what can we do next? And you see people um, all over the place, and I'm sure right there in Hagerstown, and I'm sure you've experienced it with volunteers who want to get involved because they believe that they can they can make a change, and even in their local communities. And so, right. um, I'm sure this has been a fascinating experience. And I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're doing the doors, that you're doing the traditional campaign route. I see you all over Facebook. I see you attending as many events um, as that you can attend. And I, I want to give you credit for that. It's how you win. That's how you, you run a grassroots campaign, and you get to talk to people one-on-one. And there's no better place to practice the art of democracy at somebody's front door and asking them for their vote, looking them in the eye, and handing them a piece of your literature and say, please consider me And uh, on Election Day. I think yeah. that is the absolutely best thing that someone can do. In a campaign, so thanks for doing that. Thanks for going door to door. Yeah, and and I can't I can't begin to tell you how many times someone's looked up at me after I hand them my literature, introduce myself, and they say, "No one has ever knocked on my door before." <laughs> and Is that right? I 
I I continue every time I hear that I'm 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 amazed at that, but at the same time I'm thrilled to be the one that knocked on their door because uh you know they know now that I'm the person that can make a difference uh in their life by being their delegate in Annapolis. Well, I know I mean look the data is there, Peter. You knock on somebody's door, they're more likely to turn out and vote and it's it's a great it's a great feeling when somebody or a candidate themselves knocks on the door and asks you for their vote and takes the time to explain those issues uh, that people care about and you learn so much just by listening as a as a candidate myself at one time and probably never again um I can tell you that just standing <laughs> at somebody's front yeah well standing at somebody's front door and having them share something so personal with you and then them right. entrusting you to take that issue into your heart and to make it your own issue and then fight for them. That's just, that's a, that's a bond trust that you make with a voter and then you can make lasting friendships. And um, I am, I'm excited to see how your race uh, transpires district to be um, the city of Hagerstown. It will always be my home and I appreciate you stepping up and running and doing it for all the right reasons. So Peter, I, Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, I think you're My running pleasure. a great campaign and, and best Thank of you. luck to you. And um, let me ask you this question and maybe you could yes. share with the audience. When are the forums going to take place? Mm, that's a good question. I have that right here. Um, give me one second. Sure. Okay. The Washington County Hagerstown Chamber of Commerce is hosting one, two, three, four forums. Um, oh, wow. There have been a few other forums, by the way. There was a Farm Bureau for the county commissioners. There was uh, uh, another group with the 6th uh, uh, Congressional District. But uh, the ones that are, I, I think those have already occurred. The ones that are uh, coming up are um, the Washington County Board of Education race, uh, Wednesday, October 3rd. Hmm. Uh, the Washington County Commissioners Wednesday, October 10th, the Washington County Delegation, Wednesday, October 17th. Now, that's the one that I'll, I'll be in. Um, and again, that's the entire, everybody that's running for any, any delegation seat from any party. Uh, you may know that there's um, Democrats, there's Republicans, and there's Green Party candidates. Um, and for either, for both the Senate chamber as well as the the house of delegates and then finally the congressional district six um, um, wednesday october 24th and the first three are at hager hall conference and event center and the final one the congressional uh, 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 district six forum is at applause caterers um, that's uh, right downtown behind city hall Right. Okay. Well, okay. good to know. And, and it's I'm going to forward you this email so you have it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, hopefully I can yeah. attend some of those. Um, all right, everybody. Um, Peter Perini, I really appreciate you coming on. And again, your website is peterperini.org. Uh, you can check out your issues and how to volunteer. I know that you have a tab for yard signs. It has a phone number to contact you and, uh, I'm sure that people will be able to, in the city of Hagerstown, find you at various community events and 
if not at their front door. At their front door. You got it. Thank you very much, Ron. Right. I appreciate the opportunity. Pleasure talking you with you this evening. All right. All right. Thank Take you, care. Peter, and uh, have a great week. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right, that was uh, Peter Perini. He is a Maryland House of Delegates candidate running in District 2B, which encompasses the city of Hagerstown. And he is, uh, like I said, born and raised in Hagerstown. Well, not born, but came to Hagerstown when he was uh, one year old, um, involved in the community and running for a state office seat. So keep keep your eye on this race. This is one that... Both of the parties are looking at, and they want to look. The Republicans want to maintain it, and the Democrats want to take it back, um, because of course it was in Democratic hands for so many years. When uh, former Democratic delegate John Donahue was the uh, the representative, so of course the November is coming soon. November sixth election, um, the month of October. I'm going to be ramping up uh, a minor detail dot com. I have taken a brief sabbatical because of just so many life events that um, have hit me all at once. But I will be back in the saddle, back riding again, which I can't wait. I think it's going to be exciting to cover some of these important races. And, of course, I will be here. I'm going to try to do as many podcasts as possible. Uh, And you can find me on the web at aminordetail.com and on blogtalkradio.com slash aminordetail. My name, of course, is Ryan Miner. I'm your host of a Minor Detail Radio podcast. We will see you again back next week at 9 o'clock p.m. or if not sooner. Thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great week.